Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with John Kepley, founder and CEO of Solve Healthcare and also Aspera Life. So, John, it's an honor having you in our show. Thank you so much. June, I appreciate the opportunity to come in and, and chat. That's pretty awesome. And for our listeners right here, John Kepley in here is like an ISC 500 and 5,000 alumni. He's an alumni entrepreneur. It, just correct me if I'm wrong, but this is one of the titles that's that you have, which is I'm pretty amazed about. And you have over two decades of experience in a space like uh, founding, uh, co-founding multiple companies, and work on nonprofit boards that help their community prosper. So we have an amazing individual in the show. And I just want to brought this in. Uh, John right here received like numbers of awards. There are a lot of them, but I'm not going to mention all of it. But one of it is like the Nashville Business Journal 40 under uh, 40 award, uh, small business awards, um, like power leaders of technology, Tennessee um, HIMSS Work um, Force Development and Award, and a bunch, and a bunch. And uh, John's specialties right here is entrepreneurship, um, angel investment, business strategy, um, uh, strategic growth consulting, go-to-market execution, career coaching. Business success, um, succession of uh, planning, employee hiring and retention, and social engineering. So again, that's what I said. It's an honor to have you in our show. We have a pretty amazing individual in here. So I know I've said a lot about you, but let me still ask you this question, John. How did you start it? How did you start this career, and where did you get this drive and enthusiasm? I have a well. Thank you for all the all the. Um pieces and parts of the introduction. I, I appreciate that. It, there's points in, I think, people's careers that they forget the success that they've had, specifically as they, as you move along hard and, you know, tough times never really stop, specifically if you're an entrepreneur. And so, you know, there's, I appreciate the reminder about some of those things. The question about where it started I grew up in a, in a entrepreneur, small business owner family. It wasn't described that way per se. Entrepreneurship was never brought up. That was not something talked about back, you know, when I was young in the seventies, eighties and nineties, but it was, you know, you own something. My dad and grandfather owned a farm. So I'm a farm kid. My mom owned a small flower shop. I had another grandfather that owned a gas station. I had another um, uncle that owned a, a stockyard. And so that was what I was surrounded with. I went the normal route. I didn't go normal, but I went the normal route of going to work for a larger company. I got into technology specific staffing back in the late nineties for a billion dollar company and helped, uh, got off the ground. And then I got, I got moved, uh, to help reorgan office. And when that finished, um, they said, okay, we're, you know, we're done. And so we parted ways and there's a story there, but my next uh, thought was not where, what other job can I go find? I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go do this on my own. I had more business, I had three X more business than anybody else in the office on the board. And I was like, I can go do this. As fortune would have it, a guy here in Nashville, I was in Tampa, a guy here in Nashville found my resume because I, again, you go post it, right? That's kind of what yeah. you're supposed to do. And said, hey, I'm, I've got this company. It's very small. I want to restart it. I need somebody like you. And I said, well, I'm, I'm only interested if I become an owner. 
And so I came in as a co-founder into that business in June of 2001 and started uh, that journey of entrepreneurship. I had no fear of commission only. I had no fear of, of any of, of those pieces. I had a lot of, a lot of you know, confidence in myself of being able to go sell and, and, and do the job. From there, I've never stopped, right? Uh, I was six years there. We built that into an Inc. 1,000, 5,000 company, um, Hall of Fame, uh, Future 50 company here, here in Middle Tennessee and, and different pieces and parts. But I had done a really poor job for myself around ownership. And so I walked out of that business and founded Technetics, which was, you know, which has been up to this point, my most successful company. I am always been looked at as a little bit odd, right? I'm a contrarian, those kind of things. And even in a a family that, that is full of business owners, entrepreneurship is a gift. It's also, you know, to a certain degree, a disease, right? So I have the disease of entrepreneurship, right? I, I love it. I love the start process. I love hard. I love getting things off the ground. And I couldn't do really anything else today. I mean, it's just one of those pieces. I have probably six or seven different companies out there, you know, still in my head. So it's uh, the drive comes from um, just loving what I do and, and the desire to go ramp something. I think he'll help somebody. The foundation that you got there, it's just pretty amazing. So it's like, uh, it's like a, a structure of the building. So how deep your foundation would be, that's like how deep you can rise the establishment or this building that you got. And again, I totally admire this one that you have. And um, you're, you're totally wealthy of experience. That's what you've said. Um, when you are a child, you're immersed in the process of entrepreneurship. When you say, I'm just curious, when you say it's a, a disease, so you mean like um, that's like the total thing that's running into your mind like every day long? Some people have, have um, you know, asked me about why, you know, I use that. It's, I meet up with it, right? I mean, it, it, it excites me. It is, it's, it's what gets me up in the mornings. Uh, I'm blessed to have a beautiful wife, uh, two kids. You know, my life is really them, you know, my health and, you know, the companies I get a chance to, to be a part of every day. And it's, it's something that I enjoy. I mean, if you're not that entrepreneurship is entirely too hard to go do, right. You're going to get hit on a daily basis with something, Mm -hmm. right. Um, Whether that be the fact that, you know, finances aren't exactly right and you've put yourself and your family at risk and you, or, you know, Hey, I'm, I work, you know, 24 hours a day for the most part. Right. I mean, there's a point where, you know, definitely sleep is very important. Health is very important, you know, mm-hmm. but I run my life kind of in a law of 168, 168 hours in a week. Where are you putting those hours? And, you know, are you looking at that going, I'm intentionally doing that. It could be, I'm intentionally resting. Right or whatever that looks like, but it's intentional on a daily basis. And, you know, the discipline that comes from that, you know, I'm probably not going to say anything different. You can go listen to Eric Thomas, Inky Johnson, Les Brown, Steve Harvey, T.D. Jakes, Tony Robbins, 
I mean, there's, you know, David Goggins, there's, I mean, over and over and over again, you can hear those things being transparent about how hard it is. And the fact that, mm. you know, 80% of entrepreneurs get divorced. I'm fortunate that I have, you know, I'm in my first and what I hope to be my only marriage, but that's, you know, she's not an entrepreneur. And so she, you know, at times, you know, I'm getting, you know, cracked, right. With, with, with you know, kind of verbally about different pieces and, and because it's hard and, you know, it creates uncertainty and uncertainty. If you can ever figure out how to sit in uncertainty, you can be an entrepreneur. If you can't don't, right. It's just it's somewhat I, I've gotten where I am at in life. That's, it's really those, that piece is a, uh, is a critical component of, of the foundation of being an entrepreneur. And I, I totally agree about like 80% hard work and successful people sometimes uh, forget like how difficult they've been through in getting that success. Some of the um, like people that I interview, especially um, in, in high positions, uh, tell me about it. And I know you are immersed in the space of like entrepreneurship. Uh, somehow it's your passion. And that's the thing that one of the things that you like the most doing, but I know you still experience like struggle, as you said, you experience hardship. So what's like the greatest struggle or obstacle that you face in entrepreneurship so far? And how did you overcome that? So I've been transparent about this. I, my Inc 500 business, right? So in 2012, Technetics, gets the award that I was most coveting, Inc. 500, right? We're number 45 on the Inc. 500 list. We've grown about a thousand percent in three years and um, all organic growth very through, through the recession, right? The great recession of 08. Um, and the next year I bought all my partners out, took the business forward. And three years later I was bankrupt and uh, was, just eat up with shame and guilt and suffering, a lot of dark thoughts, all the pieces. Greatest gift I've ever been given. It did not feel that way at the time. And there's a, there's a longer story there that we, we don't have time for today, but you're going to hit walls, whether that be in your health, whether that be in your personal life, whether that be in your financial life, your business entrepreneurs are the universe is going to check you at some point, right. With something that you think is insurmountable. Mm. And what I would tell people who are listening is just let the music play, give it one more day. Mm. And the next day, give it one more day, let the music continue to play. So from 2016, June to today, and in 2016, I thought I was, I was finished. Um, I had suicidal thoughts. All, I mean, it was, I was in, in a dark place. And mm. a guy by the name of Dan Dapani, uh, who, is current, who is a Hindu priest, former monk, Hindu priest, crossed my path and, and gave me what light looked like. And from that moment to today, I founded half a dozen businesses. I still have my family and my wife. I have a, I have seven years of beautiful pictures and, and, you know, incredible opportunities that I've been able to share 
my story with someone who may be five years behind me, which is one of the reasons I accepted this. I Mm -hmm. promised through the process that I would be transparent about what was happening because people who were 10 years ahead of me, as I mentioned, Eric Thomas, Steve Harvey, TDJ, those people who have, who are very David Goggins, who are very transparent with Mm. the hardship that they've gone through being first generation wealth to get to where they are, that it was my job to be also transparent with people who are coming up. And I might be the story that somebody needs to hear that gets them through a spot because I'm going to tell you the beauty of the other side is amazing. I mean, Solved Healthcare, my two companies, Solved Healthcare and A Spare Life, have fantastic opportunities sitting in front of them. Uh, Aspera is helping entrepreneurs in the less than $2 million revenue space build foundations in their businesses, build themselves so they can build a foundation that they can scale from. Really proud of that. Solved has an opportunity to help healthcare because, and the person, the paramedics, the, the first responders, the emergency room docs, our app is meant to help them make more accurate decisions faster so that we lower the, mis- not, mis- the misdiagnosis number uh, of 20 plus billion dollars a year in the U.S., and that we are saving lives. That's the goal. And so you know, it drives me. It's, um, it's a beautiful opportunity. And these things, I just never quit. And if you never quit, the universe and God, whatever your, your religion may be, I, I'm a Christian, um, beauty's coming, right? Beauty's coming. There's a, you know, I'll, I'll finish with this, right? There, there's a point where every person on earth needs to be chiseled. So we see, I was just, we were in Italy three weeks ago, right? And you see these gorgeous statues and magnificent things. The artist saw a rock and said, I see this in it Hmm. and chisels to that picture. You and everyone listening, you're a rock. The chiseling process sucks, but the opportunity to be something is fantastic. And if you'll just allow yourself to be chiseled, there's a, there's a beautiful, beautiful picture on the other side. Actually, um, John, hey, thank you so much for like bringing that forth, you know, because the, like the transparency, what the internet right now is showing in the world that success is like very attainable. It is attainable, but it wouldn't be that easy. So you said you, you're a Christian. Um, I'm currently like somehow reading again the, the book of Proverbs same as he said um, about like the rock and you need to be chiseled before I'm something. What keeps on being repeated on that book is, um, book of Proverbs is silver and gold. They are like melted in a, on a like very um, high degrees of heat to be formed. So you need to undergo that in order to become like uh, silver and gold, right? There's so, no other way. Uh, it Pressure is applied to every beautiful thing on earth to get it to make for it to be created, whether that be, as you're talking, gold, whether that be diamonds, whether that be oil, whether that be, you know, oysters. I mean, everything has to go through a pressure process. The only way an oak tree ever gets started is for that acorn to be buried. 
dead with the hope that enough sunlight, rain, and circumstance allows it to become what it's supposed to become, right? And, and it happens over time. Patience is a piece of the process that people forget. Things will go in a rhythm if you allow them. Everything is attainable. Patience and endurance, and you're willing to live in uncertainty. Those three components are the equation to get you to what I call level 10 life. Unfortunately, most people quit at level six, level seven and go that, you know, I'm good enough, right? Because, it, because the pressure becomes too much. Allow yourself mm. the opportunity to sit in the pressure. To immerse yourself. And what made you, um, this is like, um, what I'm like, my um, opinion about it, about it, that you're able to go through these pressure that you've been through and you're able to survive. It's because you, I don't know what um, religion uh, of these people who are listening, but if you believe and you have faith, you can definitely go through it. This is something that you, that we, that we, I believe we totally agree with. So um, again, I appreciate you bringing it forward. It sounds more spiritual right now in this uh, podcast, but um, this is, this is the truth. That's how you survive. That's how the, um, the, the superior being mold you into something because you have a purpose of creating these valuable service and product that you're doing right now, which is pretty amazing. I, I don't know how to live without faith. Again, God put a, in my opinion, God put a, a Hindu priest, right? As a Christian, a Hindu priest in front of me seven years ago that changed my, my life. And I am incredibly grateful for it. I, I don't, know what you know what that looks like for for the people listening but we're interconnected right just in general for you know forget you know religion you know there's an energy that interconnects everyone there's an energy that lives inside of you the opportunity to commune and, and be able to say this is what i was meant to be if you have a dream inside of you june it was put there on purpose Right? It was put there on purpose. And don't be 90 if given the chance to live that long, right? And go, man, this is what I could have been, mm. right? I don't ever want that. When, when things get really hard, my brain basically goes back to that and go, you know, I'm here and this is, and I go back to, this is part of the chiseling process and it sucks and I'm just, but I need to just, calm my mind and set through it. Emotion will dissipate, you know, the emotion will dissipate and you'll be able to see more clear. Right. But looking back, you know, I hoped for the day like today, getting a chance to talk to you, to tell this story seven years ago, right. Six years ago, five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, I hoped for this day, right. Where I could go, and look back on that journey and go, that was the greatest gift I was ever given because I'm the best version I've ever been because of the, of the process. That's, you know, and I've got so much more in front, right? I mean, there, there's a point where process isn't over. The process is, is today and, and 
um, being present today. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, and I, you know, here's what I'll do. I'll probably uh, give you, I'll send you a list of books that I think if somebody really wanted to, there's mm-hmm. five or six of those out there that could help somebody, you know, begin to uncover that for themselves. Mm-hmm. And you can put that in the notes and um, that will probably uh, be something that, that maybe some others would like. Great idea. Definitely, definitely. If you can like mention some of the title of this books, like a sure. piece, uh, one or two. Here's how I would, uh, here's the, and here's the order that I read them in, whether somebody else does or not. Right. Mm-hmm. So the first one is Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Second is Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Third is Awareness by Anthony DeMello. Fourth is Psycho-Cybernetics. And I apologize to the author of that book. I don't, I don't know the author. And fifth is A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Those five books will allow somebody who wants to go down the path of uncovering their subconscious and, and beginning to kind of understand that there's really three things, right? There's a consciousness, a subconscious, and a superconscious that lives inside of all of us and the opportunity to begin to understand those those books will, will begin the process of helping you um, do that. And they're, they're beautiful. You can go to also dandapani.org, D-A-N-D-A-P-A-N-I, dandapani.org. Uh, he has a spiritual retreat down in Costa Rica. <clears throat> his, and he's got books out there as well, Unwavering Focus being, being his first, first book. Those are places, you know, entrepreneurship is, in my opinion, is a calling. And you have this vision of, I'm going to be able to, you know, buy a house for my family or buy a house for my mom or, you know, whatever you, whatever it is. Right. And I absolutely believe that if that's inside of you, that that's, that that's a possibility. You sitting in the fire of suffering and, uncertainty is what gets you there. And that's uh, there. I don't know another way. Right. And so um, I, I don't know another way. I so it's, it's, I, I, yeah, I get, you know, I can go down roads of, of spirituality and things like this. I have such a passion for founders. I have such a passion for entrepreneurs. They change the world. That is, you know, without question, I believe every, human has been put here for, for a purpose. And you go, well, I don't know the purpose. Well, if you'll just sit for five minutes, just five minutes, forget the 15, 30, whatever, mm-hmm. five minutes every day, just quiet, just sit quiet. Right. I promise that the little voice will start talking to you. It's in you. You've just, in a lot of cases, people have muted it out and don't know it's there. And that voice is there and it'll say, you know, here, but then they go, well, I want it immediately. No, there is no immediate. Mm. It is, hey, I'm just going to do this for the next six months. Just every day, I'm going to spend five minutes with myself, right? You will be a different person in six months. That is for certain. I just want to like add something to that. Um, I just want to like uh, affirm that it's because it's really true. It's really true. It's uh, most of the books that I read because I read like numbers of self-help books. It talks about like meditation. And when you said there will be a voice it's not like rah-rah thing, like tree hugging. It's not that kind of thing. 
because there is really something that um, will pop up in your, there will be like something information that will be downloaded into your mind if you just listen. Like instead just of accept. using a phone. Like, yeah. Just accept the voice, accept what's said, write it down and then go the next day. Right. And uh, meditation has changed my life. I, you know, I, in cases I don't say meditation, I just say, just sit, sit in quiet for five minutes. Mm. Right. Because, you know, people get wonky. Of, well, how do you meditate? And I say, just sit quietly for five minutes every day. Mm. It, it, it will, it will just happen. Right. It will just happen. It's a, most people don't know how to set with themselves for five minutes. Right. In our, you know, Instagram, you know, visualization on our, you know, technology world to set for quiet for five days is a gift set for quiet for five minutes a day is, is a gift that, that I think I, well, I would hope everyone would give themselves. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, I say five, it may become 10. It may, whatever it becomes, but don't, don't think about that. Just say, I'm just five minutes. Mm. Right. If you say, well, five minutes is too long. Okay. 60 seconds. I dare you to just do it for 60 seconds every day. Right. Just say, okay, for 60 seconds, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a comma. I promise your life will change. Um, that is a, um, that's a given. And so, yeah, no, I, I have, I've love for um, people. Uh, you mentioned the world today. It, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in it and the opportunity to be a part of the game and play your part. And if everybody plays their part, you know, we'll, we'll, we've, we'll turn out okay. And you are like providing us these information to give back because you've experienced it yourself. You've gone through it. So you are providing us this like liquid gold of information and a hundred percent. I totally agree with that one. Um, especially with the meditation, when you said five minutes, um, it would be pretty easy to do, but when you sat down and just do nothing and think nothing for five minutes, it's pretty difficult if you do it like the first time, like a lot of things that will pop in in your mind. But like what you said, it will not happen overnight. You need patience. You just keep on like be persistent, persistent about it and keep on doing it. And then just listen to the voice and you can find the result. Let me so give you what Dan DePani will tell you. Dan DePani says this about meditation. He's like, if you eat Cheetos every once in a while, you'll be fine, right? It's not great for you, but it, you know, it's not going to hurt you. If you eat Cheetos, every, a bag of Cheetos every day for 30 days, your skin will begin to turn orange, right? The, the, the chemicals in that, in that thing will begin to actually create a, an orange tint in your skin. Same thing with meditation, except it's better for you, right? If you meditate mm -hmm. every once in a while, fine. If you meditate every day for 30 minutes, if you meditate, I'm sorry, if you med meditate every day for 30 days, it'll change your life. And that meditation or that time you spend with yourself is the opportunity to commune. It's the opportunity to be better, right? And to be and to feel the energy around you. And um, yeah, I can get, you know, I can get all kinds of, of, of spiritual, but, you know, forget all that. Just spend, just spend five minutes with yourself. Right. And forget. And, and if your mind goes crazy, fine, give, give yourself permission. That's fine. Right. That's mm, the five yeah. minutes. 
right? Because I'm going to do it again tomorrow and I'm going to do it again tomorrow and just go, when you wake up in the morning, go, hey, I'm going to do this for five minutes. This crazy guy on, the, on, the, on this podcast said, do it for five minutes. I'm going to do it for five <laughs> minutes, right? And, you know, I reach out, right? I'm, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, at John, you know, just look up John Kepley. You can find me on Twitter at John G. Kepley. Um, happy to, you know, dig deeper into the seven, you know, the last seven years and um, the, the, the road because, you know, Steve Harvey will talk about the fact that he lived in this car for three years, you know, lost everything he had twice. He doesn't necessarily go into, well, here's how you do that. Here's how you live in your car for three years. He's never really talked about, it. I've listened to him a lot. He's never talked about that. Here's, here's what that looks like. Here's how you find, you know, a place to put your car. Here's, you know, here's how you take a shower. Here's, you know, here's where food comes from. Here's how that works. Right. And this is the hard that you just kind of wake up every day and try to do X, Y, Z. That's one of the things as, as I move forward, you know, in, in my life that I want to do is I want to go actually into here's what that daily piece looks like, mm. right? Here's how you, here's how you have a hard conversation with your spouse and what feels like, you know, Mike Tyson punches in words coming at you, right? And how you don't respond back and how you just take the blows and accept mm. them and how you begin to layer them and, and go, okay, you know, where, where is that really coming from? Right. What does that look like? And in, in most cases, it's just fear, right? If somebody's angry, it's normally fear, right? Mm. And in most cases, it doesn't even have anything to do with you, right? It, there's something else in it. And it's, you know, it's outcome is, is that, or how do you, you know, how do you take a creditor call that's going, Hey, you haven't paid your bill. Right. And how do you accept that phone call and not, you know, blow back because they're just doing their job, right. Is all they're, all they're doing. And it's a, you know, and unfortunately it's a shitty job. Right. And so there's a point where, um, you know, how do you be empathetic to that person? You know, how do you make sure that your kids know your name, right. When you're trying to get a business off the ground and, you know, you're, you're pushing forward and, the management of time, right? I watch almost no TV, right? Zero. I mean, and, and that's not something people can watch TV all they want to. I just don't, right? I choose my 168 of there that it's intentional. And I tell people, whatever you listen to, make it yours and go, this is intentional. I'm going to go spend two hours watching this movie with, with my wife um, because this is our time. That's what she wants to do. I'm good with that, right? We do a date night every Thursday night, half for years, right? It, it's on the schedule and I do not move it, right? Mm. I don't care if the biggest client on the planet, Bezos goes, hey, I'll give you 10 million on a series A if you'll show up on Thursday night. Now, <laughs> I would go to Brooke, right? And go, hey, you want to go meet Jeff Bezos, right? <laughs> may be, that may be our date night, right? That may be, be that, but it, it would, um, you know, it's priorities and going, I'm, you know, here's what I'm doing and, and why I'm doing it. Um, Basically you're saying like, like take control, take control and whatever you put in your mind, especially with the Cheetos, that example you have with Cheetos, what you put in your mind, what you feed in your mind, that's what you soak your mind with. So y you are um, like, you're taking control yourself. That's what you're saying of like right. what you do, uh, what you put in your mind and which is very important. So if you are like just in social media all day or just watching television, that's what you put in your mind. 
become conscious, right? Uh, Eckhart Tolle will say that most humans are walking around in an unconscious behavior. They're basically allowing the world to dictate what they do. Consciousness is I'm going to make the decision about how I respond. And, you know, and living consciously is incredibly hard because all of a sudden you, you become aware of why something may be said or why it's presented that way or why you're doing something. You know, Tony Robbins will tell you that, Hey, I can look at somebody and know kind of where they're spending their time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and what that looks like. I'm, you know, I'm, I have habits and those habits are things that I don't are non-negotiable. You know, it's up water, cardio, 14 hour fast, cold shower, espresso, black tea. That's my morning, right? Those are my morning. And, that's and the, it's almost, that is a seven days a week thing. Gyms three or four times a week. I used to be more in the gym. I, I wanted to, to get more slim down. So I, I, I upped the cardio and those are intentional pieces right now. I'm mm -hmm. in the car and I'm listening. I predominantly listen to podcasts like yours, right? When I'm in the car versus mm -hmm listening to talk radio or, or something along those lines. It's, it's all about, Hey, I've got, you know, I've got this, what do I want to do with it? Right. I've got this moment in time that I can um, do something with my, with my life and be a part of the overall orchestra that makes this thing, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I just saw something like there's like, we could put like, 15, 20,000, something like that, Earth's inside the sun, right? And then we've already, we know of stars where you could fit probably 100,000 suns inside that star, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, our little dot of a planet is almost insignificant uh, in, uh, in the grand scheme of, of, a, of the universe. But here we are, right? And let the music play. And the music is playing and the opportunity to be a part of that and, um is fantastic. And I believe, you know, entrepreneurs are out there trying to create a verse and mm. it, you, you're going to, it's going to fail. Right. Um, I know entrepreneurs who made it then put all their money into something else. Cause they, th they thought that was going to 100 X there. And then they lost it all and had to restart all over. Right. I, I had an Inc 500 business made really arrogant, aggressive decisions and, you know, lost it and had to restart. Right. I mean, it's a, um, you know, Zuckerberg didn't, Facebook wasn't his first company. Uh, Bezos had a completely different idea for Amazon than, than what was originally. And actually it wasn't Amazon. Right. Um, Phil Knight did not want to call Nike, Nike. Right. Mm. It was, uh, it was that, that name was forced on him due to time constraints when they went public. It was a, you know, the stories, I mean, you know, Shoe Dog is absolutely a fantastic story. If you've never read that book, uh, Phil Knight's biography about the creation of Nike is a, is, is a blueprint of what it takes to build something and create a brand that, that you know, the world uh, uses and generational wealth for his family. Then you turn around and, you know, read 
biographies by, you know, by Gate. I mean, it's just a, there's going to be some good fortune that has to show up, right? It's just going to have to. But the only way that you even have that chance is that you've set in the seat and you've allowed the, all the things to go wrong. Mm. And you decided I'm just not going to stop. I mean, solved. Solved is actually three years in the making, right? Three years in the making in which I've had probably 15 different people kind of come in and say, I'm going to help you with this. And then ghost mm. me or just leave or, Hey, this is taking too long or whatever. Right. Uh, it just, and I just wouldn't let it go. Um, a spare life was six years in the making, right? I had, I had that for six years and actually had the idea for somebody else and they chose not to do it. And I said, well, I'll just do it myself and, mm. and did it that way. I mean, the, the twists and turns of, of how that shapes you go, well, I have a North star. This is where I'm going. I'm going to allow the universe to create the road for me. I'm not going to say this is how it has to happen. I'm just going to say this, it's going to happen. And I'm going to be in the roller coaster ride and not get out. Right. Mm. That's, that's the, that's the analogy I use in my head. And it, um, at least up until today, June, it, it has worked. So basically, you're not, that's what you've said earlier, it's not going to happen overnight. So there will be a process, you will be chiseled, but it stays strong. Just stay on the process, let the music play. So now our listeners is like thinking, why are they talking like more about this in this podcast that's entitled How to Scale a Business? But um, the importance about this is that you are making your mind like formidable. You're preparing your mind to this um, like battle that you're going to fight. And um, it's pretty important to have like a very prepared mind and um, training your mind like through meditation, like um, taking control of what you put in your mind is, is very powerful, especially if you have a business. So you need to like be mentally prepared. So what's what you, if, let's say, for example, of what you experience, right, with this um, business that you've been through. So that's why you're sharing this to our audience, because it's very important to have like a strong mind in order to, to scale a business. You have to scale you. The agreed, founder, agreed. the business can only go as far as the, as the founder allows it. And so if the, if the founder is not scaling themselves, right, if they're not building themselves into, I can run a 10 million, 20 million, 100 million, billion dollar business, every piece, right? So here's statistics for you, June. Only less than 5% of all businesses ever created will get over a million dollars. Mm. 0.4% will ever get over 5 million. 0.06% will ever get over 10 million. That's how small. So if you're running right now a $5 million business, congratulations, you're in the 1%. Actually, you're in the half of a percentile, right? Of just getting there. And it gets more micro from there, right? As you, as you do up. The trick of going from just getting off the ground, getting to a million dollars, congratulations. To go from one to two to double that business, massive, right? So it only about 1% of businesses ever actually do that. To go from, to get to five, again, 0.4%. These are all, you can go look online. All this stuff is, is, um, is searchable. To double the business from five to 10, to create a $5 million business on top of a $10 million business, right? Is, is its own trick right? To do that, right? And you basically have to have a foundation of a $5 million business that doesn't 
need you so that you can go create another $5 million business on top mm. of it, right? Is the, is the, is how that works. I raised something from zero to six. I raised technetics from zero to 6 million knew the levels were there, thought we had basically busted through just to figure out that we hadn't really busted through the $5 million mark. And our largest customer, got, you know, began to get shaky because of a, the executive we were doing business left. Right. And so these are just pieces that are part of a foundation to go, well, and as you think, oh, I've got this, one of your pillars will begin to get unstable. And then all of a sudden, another pillar will get unstable and then another pillar will get unstable. And it's making sure that you have a team and that those team members know what they're doing and they're running in the lanes they're supposed to, right? And say, hey, don't go help, just do you, right? You do yours, right? I'm holding you accountable to that. And you're effectively the, the person holding it up, right? And the trick of being able to go, I can now remove me because it is, it is a foundation that is stable. That's the goal, mm-hmm. right? The, in today's world, Jim, most people have said, well, I've just raised a ton of money, right? And they're throwing money at the problem, right? To get it over. Well, you're seeing how that works today, right? All of a sudden, you know, business climate shifts and all, and, and those businesses are all going away, right? Over and over and over, millions and millions and millions of dollars lost because they thought they could, that money was the foundation of the business. And it's not, it has to be people. It has to be process. It has to be customers. And those customers have to love what you do, right? Have to love what you've brought to the table. That's scale, right? Be whatever you want to be, right? Be um, as big as you want to be and, and have aspirational goals and know that, until, but know that until you become a person as the founder that can manage that business at that level, that business that will never get there. It is, um, it, is, it is an impossibility. And through that, it means surrounding yourself with like-minded people. It means mm-hmm. constantly challenging yourself on the things that you don't know. I'm not telling you to go do the things that you're bad at. I don't believe anybody should go do things that they're bad at. I think you should concentrate on things you're good at and go, mm-hmm. I know I'm this. This is where I play. Everybody in both of my companies know this is John's lane. Right. And then I'm putting people in place and going, this is your lane and I'm going to hold you accountable to this lane. Right. And that's, you know, having built half a dozen businesses and, and, you know, some successful, some not and those things. That's what I know today. Right. Is that you put people and go, I know you're my opposite. So my, my co-founders, my co-founder and solved is, is Sloan Scott. Sloan is a operational marketing you know, guru, uh, that is my opposite. Right. And so that's mm. her in a spare life. It's guy Smith again, finance operations, right. Kind of pieces. Those are not my skill sets, and I know they're not, and I no longer feel bad that they're not. I feel, you know, I'm confident that here's who I am. I'm sales. I'm strategy. I'm perseverance. I'm vision that's the role I'm supposed to play. Mm. And I need everyone in the company to know that's mine, right? And you need to hold me accountable to these things and you're buying into that. I'm gonna hold you accountable to your things and I'm gonna hold you accountable to that. And as we bring other people on board, this is the things that you're going to be involved in, right? These are the things that you're now responsible for. And in that, June, 
That's how businesses are built. Your co-founder, I mean, if you go look, Steve Jobs will tell you that Apple never really was going anywhere until he found Tim Cook. Bill Gates will tell you that the only reason Microsoft even got off the ground was because of Paul Allen, hmm. right? Um, every successful founder, Warren Buffett has Charlie Munger. You can kind of go down the list, right? In some cases, they're behind the scenes more than others, right? Those kind of pieces. But, you know, the Jeff Bezos of the world, he had a co-founder that he effectively got rid of. But there's a point where you have great people, right? Mm -hmm. And they buy, they're buying into whatever you're selling. And then it's your responsibility back to them go, okay, you know, we're going to make this into reality. And that's the vision. Constantly keep the vision. You're constantly going to have to tell the vision over and over daily, over and over and over. Here's who we're helping. Here's why we're doing this. Here's where this is going. Here's how this works. You know, here's who we're doing this for. Here's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a continual process of, in some cases, telling yourself, why the hell am I doing this? Oh, you know, here's why I'm doing it. Right. And here's why it's worth it. And here's why the risk is worth it. Um, I, uh, I applaud everyone that tries because it's not for the faint of heart. And again, you know, I, I gave my, my stuff out there. I'm happy to, to have conversations with folks out mm -hmm. there that uh, would like to have another conversation because I, it's hard, right? It's just flat out. It's, it's, it's a very difficult road that's absolutely worth it. Whether it, whether whatever success looks like, it, it, you know, forget that part, just go, this is just worth it because you're mm -hmm. going to be better for it. And you actually just provided um, an actual structure in creating a team and like keep on reminding this team what would be like the vision, like to get in line with the, the vision that you have. And you put emphasis that it's people and um, the value that you provide uh, to the customers that you have. And you as a leader uh, will be the, like, the, the foundation of you scaling. Not really like um, about like um, just using the money to like solve a problem, but it, it it can be used at some point. But you provided this structure uh, to focus on people, like make people as the center of your business, and you will scale. So this is like the the core tenants that you have. It is. I I don't know that I'm a great manager of people, and and it's not a skill set, which is you know both Sloan and and guys both in my companies, that's theirs, right? And mm. my job is to support, not, not really manage, right? I'm supporting people. That, that part I'm very comfortable with. Um, that supportive structure of going, this is a company that you, you know, you take the responsibility of the seat and, and we're gonna hold you responsible to, to that job, right? Doesn't mean, you know, if you don't do the job and you have to part ways, that's fine. Doesn't mean you're a bad person, it just means that the seat wasn't right for you. And go, you need to go find a seat, right? That, that's really right for you where your skill set is, you know, and that, that gift being given in life is being used, right? And you're being able to feel fulfilled because of it, right? Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm, um, I'm a big believer that, you know, being let go, because I've just, you know, I've been fired from every job I've ever had um, until I started companies. Being let go is not a bad thing. It's just, you know, in most cases, it's just, hey, this is 
you know, this is a seat that, that doesn't fit and we need to find a seat that you fit in. Right. And I, that's one of the reasons I do some career coaching is to help people redefine what their seat is and become very comfortable. This is who I want. This is, this is the seat I want. Right. Great. Now let's just go, now go tell companies, here's the seat I want. Do you have this seat? Because I would do a really good job in this seat. Right. And, and, that's what I believe today. I don't, you know, posting resumes out there, I think is, is antiquated. It's understanding you, understanding your skill set, and going this, here's where I really, really bring value. And once you say that, and then go to companies and go, here's where I bring value. Do you have anything that, that would need this? If people would do that, they would, first off, it, it would take probably about 90 days and you would get any job, the job you really want, right? Or career, you know, jobs, careers, and, and, the career that you want, but most people are terrified they, or they don't want to work that hard, right? They're, they're, they're either, Hey, that, that, that's a little, that's a little out there, John. Yes, it is. Right. But I promise if, if anybody comes up to me and goes, Hey, here's my skill set, I would love to come work for you. If you have this seat, that person's first off, always going to get a conversation with me. Right. One. Now we may not have the seat, but I will help them right? In the, in introductions and those pieces, I have about 20,000 connections on LinkedIn. I mean, I, I, and I know most of them, it's, it's a point where I've, I've built a life of looking and going, okay, the web of, of who, you know, right. Helps this little blue marble go faster, right. Mm -hmm. Go the right way. And so, you know, I believe in creating connections and going, you know, how can you reach down and help somebody, right? There was a YouTube video that came across yesterday and it was a, um, an elephant was stuck in a pit and had worked for hours to try to get out and couldn't because of mud and those kind of pieces. Mm. And some loggers brought a, a big excavator over and used the arm of the excavator under the elephants behind, right. And kind of helped push it out. Right. And I posted it on my, on LinkedIn, I said, here's, it's two things there. One, never fucking give up, right? Two, if you can help somebody, whether it's what, whoever it is, hmm. right? Just reach down and, and do what you can. It took 10 minutes, right? Maybe 30 minutes of these, of, of these people's day to go over and, and help this poor animal that had, that had fallen in a, in a hole, right? And the elephant came back and actually kind of did a fist pump with the excavator. Cause it doesn't know, you know, it kind of deal. It was, it was, it was beautiful, yeah. but two things, right. Never give up and know that God will show up. Right. I mean, if you regardless whether you're Christian or not, the universe will show up. Mm, right? I agree. But you have to stay diligent. You have to stay persistent. It, it, it can't show up if you're not there. I promise it's coming. I am a testament to that, right? I am a testament to going, I'm just going to sit here because I have been helped. I've begged and borrowed my way for the last seven years and people have shown up and helped me right through this. And, um, and I've had to strip, um, you know, strip pride, strip all that, all the bullshit, right. And just go, here's where I'm at and be honest and, and be authentic. And if you hmm. do that, people will help you. Um, people help you. And if they see you continuously working, if they see you not giving up, continuing to try, continue to just take swings, right? Um, 
if people go, hey, you know, there's a point where you just need to work smarter. Yeah, but you yeah. got to work hard first, right? <laughs> hard comes first. And as you work hard, you'll learn to work smarter, right? Mm. Through that. Um, and it'll happen. Don't ever let anybody discourage you from what's in your heart, right? And say, I know, I, I know I'm this, whatever this is, right? I know I'm this. My son uh, came out of the womb loving anything with wheels on it. It didn't matter, right? Doll carts, uh, you know, anything, right? Uh, baby carts that my daughter had, those kind of things. If it had wheels on it, he didn't care what it looked like or what color it was or anything like that. He's like wheels. And my daughter came out loving animals, right? She, she's, she's a huge animal lover. I'm neither one of those things, right? I, I, I mean, cars are fine, but I don't have an obsession like my son does. You know, animals are fine, but my, my daughter loves riding horses. And I tell them both, that was put in you at birth. That's your gift, right? And my job is to help support you in those deals as long as you stay persistent with the gift. I think the world should be that way, right? I mean, that's, mm -hmm. the, that's a point where if you're up and you look down and go, hey, I could probably help that person, help them, right? Do one thing, say, hey, I'm going to be a part of that journey of, of helping you kind of take another step, right? And I mentioned, you know, a mantra of mine is, is let the music play, right? And go, okay, this may not be a great part of whatever orchestra you're listening to, but it'll get better. Mm. Right? Music will continue to get better. And there's points, you know, but as you, you know, I can, I can use all kinds of metaphors, right? The, the top of every mountain is the bottom of the next one, right? That, I mean, all those things. And um, don't worry about any of that, right? Get up every day, go, hey, here's the things I'm going to do today, right? And if you create habits, it makes it much easier to go, hey, I know these habits. I know this puts me in this mindset and helps me move forward, right? And those pieces will create a life right, that you can look back on and go, man, I'm, you know, it's I'm like so blessed. I'm so blessed. <laughs> so. It's like, like automation, like making it a habit. Yeah. You know, it's in your brain, right? I mean, it's go, Hey, this is, I know I'm getting up. I know I'm drinking 33 ounces of water because I've got it sitting there already. I know that I'm putting my workout stuff on because it's sitting there already. I know mm -hmm. I'm walking out the door, brush my teeth, walk out the door, do a mile or two with, with our German shepherd, come back in. You know, I know I'm going to be rewarded. Uh, I'm going to do five, 10 minutes of meditation. I know I'm going to be rewarded uh, with my espresso and my black tea. I I'm going to do a cold shower, right? Because it, it, there's all kinds of positive. I only do that for one reason, one reason only, and that is to strengthen my brain, right? I, mm. I, it's a non-negotiable. Um, and so I said, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, right? And this is lots of people, Tony Robbins included, will say, hey, this is, if I say it, I do it, right? Whether that's jump in a cold pool, jump in a nice bucket. My, my cold showers every morning are a part of that process. During the winter, it, you know, it, it it sucks more, right? And those kind of yeah, things. That's, that's okay. I'm going to do my push-ups and sit-ups. I'm going to um, not eat for 14 hours, right? Every day so that 13, 14, 13 is a minimum. No, most time it's 14 so that, you know, my my body can basically digest everything that's in it before I put anything else. I mean, all those pieces are things that I have found help me right? Help me. I'm, I'm currently, my weight currently is uh, when I was in high school, except I'm, I have more muscle, 
right? And so that that part mm-hmm. is there. I, I um, it, but that's a seven. You know, I was, I've lost. I'm thirty pounds uh, down from the highest weight I ever got to uh, back in 2016, mm-hmm. right? That's and a so lot. The and that didn't happen overnight, right? That was a seven-year process of that occurring, of me just saying, "Hey, I'm just going to get this down, right? Those kind of pieces." And um, and then all of a sudden, it, it, there was an just my body goes, "Okay," and it kind of escalated, right? And it, went, and it and it got further. That part is again, I just said this is the life I want to be. I mm-hmm. I have an 80-year-old father-in-law who is fa- in really? fantastic shape, right? We were in Italy. He went with us. We walked to the top of the Domo, which is over 400 steps uh, in Florence. He walked every step at 80 years old, right? And never, and and never once hesitated. I want to be that, right? And now I say, hey, I, I want to be able to do that at 80, right? Um, and that's aspirational, right? And so, hey, what do you want to be, mm. right? What's the aspiration that you have? I, I, I want to be this, right? David Goggins' book. You know, he goes into, you know, he had to lose over a hundred pounds or whatever that was um, to become the person he is. It's a, it's a journey. Being a human is not easy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) As weird as that may sound and being intentional, being conscious is part of it. And I I know we're supposed to talk about scaling. You can't scale a business without scaling yourself. It's impossible. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And just going back to the scaling part, I know the answer to this question that I have here is already has been said by you, but I'm still going to ask this anyway, because this is like a typical question I ask at the, um, at the end. Again, the answer is already, you've, you've mentioned it, but I asked it anyways. So John, what's your secret? You're the one who have these experience, who've been through scaling a business. So what's the secret in scaling a business? Persistence. Persistence. I, I, I mean, durability, persistence, never give up. I had a great friend who, who grew up in a really tough circumstance, now currently has a $300 plus million business and lives, you know, kind of the, the life, uh, that, you know, people think about when they think about entrepreneur, right. Has the plane, the helicopter, the, you know, every, all the toys, right. Has a beautiful family, one marriage, three beautiful girls. Um, and has really gotten, you know, I've learned a lot of my, of my thoughts around spirituality, those kind of things from him because of his sharing. And, but during the last seven years, one of the things he said to me is, is, here's the thing, man. He goes, you're at the poker table. So congratulations. He said, if you only have one chip, play the fucking chip. Right. Yeah. He said, if you run out of chips, figure out how to beg and borrow to get more chips. Never give up your seat. Right. And that, and I actually got a chance to tell him he's an investor in one of my businesses. And, and I got to tell him that here recently. I'm like, man, just so you know, man, that, that rings in my head a lot. Right. That uh, I'm just going to let I'm going to find out how to figure out how to get more chips so that I can not leave the table. Um, And it, you know, that solves most things. Right. It solves most things. 
it, it's it's pretty amazing. So I'm I'm really um glad that you've attended to our show and provided us this experience that you have, and also with the journey that you've um been through and these struggles that you've overcome. So to be honest with you, John, what you provided to us today, it's pretty simple, but it's like a liquid gold from someone who have experienced like yours. So um again, it, it it's really our pleasure. So if anyone wants to connect with you or reach out to you, even talk to you about this matters further, because it, I can see like the drive and enthusiasm that you have in talking about this um matter. So how can he how can he be able to, to get in touch with you? What's the best way to do that? Yeah, I'll give you two, right? Um one is you can connect with me on LinkedIn, just um search John Kepley, K-E-P-L-E-Y, and uh, I come up in most cases as the first uh, first one of, of that with that name. I am at LinkedIn backslash in backslash John Kepley, right? So you can find me there, connect with me, just mention this podcast. Uh, the second one, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, at John G. Kepley, and uh, you can direct message me there. Those are the, the two best places uh, and we can go, uh, you know, we can connect uh, forward. So. Amazing, amazing. So you've heard John, he already provided his um, contact information to where you can reach out to him. So for our listeners who've gone this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you get any value from today's episode, we would love to like have a rating or a review where you get this episode. And if there is someone in the midst of growing their business or struggling in growing their business, scaling their business, we can um, like have this one and share it with them. And another thing, I take one thing that you learned today and go out and implement and execute it and let us know how it goes. We also want to hear about your wins. And above all, uh, thanks for being with us today. And John, what you provided to us is a liquid gold, super insightful and pretty helpful to our audience. So it's like what you provide us to us is way more deeper than scaling a business. So we appreciate it a lot. It's our honor to have you in our show. It's my honor. The honor was mine. Thanks, Gene. Blessings to you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that a lot. And to our listeners, ciao and see you in the next episode.